And welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks so much for joining us here today. Right now, we want to take a look at how things are moving and shaking in the fertilizer markets. Obviously, that has been a hot topic for quite a while, and it's something that we like to stay on top of as best as we can. I know that fall application window is going to be coming up here just a few short months away. A lot of farmers are probably thinking about uh, some applications uh, Various uh, various fertilizers here as we get later in the year, looking at prices, looking at their balance sheets, etc. Well, let's get caught up on the latest. Joining us now, he is the VP of Fertilizer at StoneX, Josh Linville. Josh, great to catch up with you again. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing good, man. That last time we talked, you were still a single guy. That's not the case anymore. So <laughs> congrats on your part. Yeah, thank you. That is not the case. And now I, I, I have a, a lovely wife who keeps me in line. You know, I think a lot a lot of folks could say say the same for themselves, Josh. But uh, no, hey, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And yeah, it has been a little while since we've talked, uh, a little over a month, almost two months. So we got to get up to speed here catch me up on some of the latest and let's just talk about right now before we look big picture fall i I know you're watching some things on the urea side and we just got some new uan fill numbers out i believe so so talk about that a little bit josh Uh, yes last time we talked the urea market continued to be in free fall Uh, we kept talking about you know prices were down bars were trading lower global prices continued to fall without demand and it was a big question of like well what's going to turn this thing around well since we established those lows now the lows, were, we're not talking a lot of tons. We're talking a few barges here and there. It's more of a directional price trend than something that is going to set up the entire marketplace across the Midwest. But if you look at the difference from where we were at that low to where we are today, prices have jumped up about 80, 90 bucks a ton. Uh, was not expected to see anything quite this big. It's it's a lot more driven by the international community that is a North America-U.S. situation, but still something we have to participate in. Um, and yeah, UAN uh, summer fill values came out yesterday and the farmers probably haven't heard anything because it's so fresh, but, and again, I don't want to try and talk numbers because once I do that, it's going to be a little struggle trying to look at the price from a region to region, region point. But as I look at from a NOLA net back, it was absolutely my good range. If it had been about 10 lower, it's going to be in a great range, uh, 15, 20 bucks a ton higher. It would have been like, ah, I'm not real thrilled about it. It was right in the range of where we thought it needed to be. So Good numbers. I, I hope that when the farmers see it, I hope it's something that they are happy with. Uh, I think they need to give it very, very good consideration, significantly lower than we were a year ago today. So, yeah, it's it, things are shaping up. It, it prices, even though some of them popped up, still tremendously lower than we were a year ago. That's a much better situation as far as cash flows. I would have to think so. Well, in a much better situation as, you know, we have seen a bit of a change in in the markets. So looking at our price of our commodities, corn, beans, wheat, et cetera, and a lot of farmers looking at those balance sheets here as we get towards the end of the year and thinking about next year, et cetera, let's talk fall. What are some things on your mind here as we start to think about fall application and maybe securing some of that product, Josh? One of my biggest things I'm watching there, we don't have prices yet for the fall and hydrous program. So if you're getting antsy about that, there were some summer fill programs that were out there, very aggressive numbers, very great numbers. But the problem is 
there's nowhere near enough storage in the system for that to set the fall market. It's great if you can fill up your, your nurse bottles, things like that, but it really doesn't drive the fall market. So we're waiting on that to come out. Don't be upset with your retailer. They just don't have anything yet. Um, now, phosphate and potash, that's one that's been very interesting because I can tell you just at a glance right now, I'm bearish both products. I think both products have a good chance of seeing values go lower. And so obviously the immediate reaction is like, well, heck with that, I want the lowest price. I'm going to wait on it. I would say normally you look at where we're at today, mid-July. Uh, we're not going to put this stuff on the field until November. That's what, three and a half months away. That's a lifetime. That's so long. We got plenty of time to get this thing filled. But we ended the fall, the fertilizer year 23. So we ended June 30, extremely low on inventories for phosphate and we ex extremely low on potash. What that tells me is there's a lot of product that needs to be moved to refill these warehouses and get them ready for fall. So it's a situ situation kind of like what some of the Northern Plains folks saw this year with urea. They saw prices trending down, but their prices actually stayed steady or went higher because of those logistical issues. I think that's something we need to watch on the phosphate and potash. <clears throat> and, and frankly speaking, with the prices seeming to be flat to lower on the phosphate potash, a lot of supply chain is not wanting to jump out there ahead of it because they don't want to take the loss either. I'm afraid the longer we wait, the more that water builds behind the dam. And eventually, the longer we wait, the higher it goes. When that dam eventually breaks, the harder it is, the more impact we see on that marketplace. So it's going to be a little bit of a, a game of chicken here. Well, and you brought up something as well, thinking about uh, that water behind the dam. I know water levels on the Mississippi are lower once again. So we got to think about supply issues and supply chain issues here as well. Is that something that's on your mind right now, Josh? It, it is. It hasn't hit low enough levels, and we're in that time of year where I'm not terribly concerned about it. Now, we get 30, 45, 60 days down the road, and we're still dealing with this whole new ballgame. Uh, we start getting towards middle to late August, and the river situation is still struggling. Barge, uh, uh, quantities are down. Shipment uh, lanes are slower, things like that. Now we've got to worry. Today, not so much. It's on the radar. But yeah, what a freaking story there, right? I mean, last fall, record low levels, you know, never seen anything like it before. Spring, high levels, shut down barge traffic because there was too much water, and now we're right back to low. Uh, if we could find normalcy and just steady, it'd be really, really fun to just be able to sit back and chill for a second. Well, Josh, obviously, a lot of things to take into account when it comes to making our fertilizer decisions. It's all part of the whole operation. And I think just a good reminder for folks, I'm sure you would echo the sentiment as well. Make sure you talk to your retailer and make sure you have a couple plans of action in place, and yes. like an A, B, C, D, E, et cetera. Right, Josh? Absolutely. And I'm going to keep preaching this, and I still am going to take the approach our retailers are not the enemy, right? A lot of times we see it as more of a confrontational relationship. That's not the case. Uh, trust me, these guys would much rather sell you product at 200 than they would 800. Uh, it makes their life much, much easier. At the end of the day, especially with so many issues with logistics, so many issues with the price risk, thing, the volatility we see in these marketplaces, I think we need to be having more conversations. Talk to them. Guys, here's what I'm wanting to do. I want to wait on my phosphate and potash because I think it'll be better. Well, we need to have that conversation because retail may come and say, listen, man, I, I can't take that price risk. We're going to wait until you buy it. And that means we may have a little bit of a struggle. Let's make sure we're having these conversations more often and frankly, continue to talk to them about where can we lock in the value. Just because there's a chance, let's say phosphate, we think it could fall 25 bucks a ton. Yeah, we want that 25. I want to buy the low, sell the high. But falling 25 bucks on the phosphate market doesn't mean a whole lot if we see, let's say, corn go down 50 cents. 
again, I hope that doesn't happen, but it's still about that value. Um, just because we're right doesn't, or just because we're right on one piece doesn't mean we're right on the entire piece. Good things to consider. And as always, we appreciate the time with that. Josh Linville, VP of Fertilizer at StoneX. Thanks for joining us today. And I know we'll catch up with you again real soon. Thanks so much, Josh. All right. Thanks for having me on. This has been American Ag Today. I'm Jesse Allen wishing you a great rest of your day.